Jim Thornton is on fire right now. You don't need to call 911. I just mean some of his recent emails are on fire. And they're personally explosive for me. I don't know if they'll hit you the same way. But if you publish a lot and, and see yourself as cultivating self-made expertise by doing so, you'll probably find his recent posts as useful as I have. Vicki Thompson ignored me so hard it hurt in the seventh grade. I've done the same with Google and SEO in general, except I don't think I've caused Google any pain at all by doing this. At the same time, I'm committed to understanding how self-made experts can best earn visibility and trust. So, if there's something out there that can be of use to, to a self-made expert business, then I have to understand it. My effort to have this kind of objective understanding of search engine optimization has been clouded by a stereotype. This stereotype is well described by almost any article online that talks about the so-called skyscraper technique. One such example, the top ranking one in the search I just did, comes from HubSpot. Here's an excerpt. Here's how it works. You start by researching popular trends, topics, and already well-received pieces of existing content across topic areas your business typically covers. Then, you look for new and unique ways to create content that communicates a similar message, with a twist. This might mean that you leverage a new, more engaging medium, update the statistics, or employ better design. Once you've created a new and improved pieces of content, reach out to the folks that have already linked out to similar content to put your piece on their radar, and hopefully earn a link. That's the end of the excerpt. There's a lot of ways expertise works. And all of them ain't that. There's not just one way self-made experts operate, but in general, one or more of the following are true. The expert seeks the overlap between risk and business impact, or they shape a market rather than chasing the market. Or the expert explores a focused topic more deeply or rigorously than others have. Or, the expert knits together an assortment of ideas more interestingly or usefully than others have. None of those approaches to expertise remind me of the skyscraper technique, which I tend to think of as the tail wagging the dog. That's fine, but the problem is that I have let the skyscraper technique, and my negative feelings about it, start to serve as a proxy for SEO in general. That's a stereotype. One of the ways Jim's thinking has been so helpful for me is by breaking this stereotype. Here's a, an example from a recent email Jim sent his list. This is the beginning of a lengthy excerpt. You want to help your audience transform. You seek to elevate a client's status to the peak of their desired outcome. But today, they are focused on reworking their Twitter bio. And so they run a Google search, how to write a better Twitter bio. You see they are getting traffic for related terms, sorry, you see that you are getting traffic for related terms on a best Twitter bios post. For you, the easy thing is to turn your nose up at that. Go back to focusing on deep insights. 
If instead you asked, what is true about these people right now? Where is their mind? If you ask that, you could better bridge this divide. The the user needs help with their Twitter bio. That agitation is like the neck pain from your hip flexors being too tight. The underlying intent of those users is wanting to portray themselves effectively and appropriately in public. The underlying issue, maybe it's a communication problem, a positioning problem, a confidence problem, or maybe they just want to be done with it. Go deeper, and it's because they don't know themselves, at least not in the context of a Twitter bio. But you can't write a post on how to know yourself to solve for people looking for Twitter bio help. Google won't get it. Even if Google connects those five dots, the user certainly won't get it, so they aren't clicking that result. They're they're not ready for that. They just want their to-do list to show this new Twitter bio item crossed off for the day. That's the end of the excerpt from Jim. Jim is very helpfully and effectively reframing things here. I'll paraphrase what he's saying here and has said in other recent emails. Google can do two things for experts. Number one, provide hints about the question their audience is seeking answers to. And second, route audience members from Google.com to your answers to those questions if, Philip, you will get off your damn high horse and make it possible for Google to do so. I still see the skyscraper technique as the tail wagging the dog. I see it as ineffectively crowdsourcing the leadership that an expert should be handling on their own. To paraphrase the sign that sat on President Truman's desk, the question stops here. That's the mindset self-made experts should bring to their area of focus. This mindset, combined with disciplined execution over the course of years, leads to real authority in the marketplace. Also, I still see Google as a business with a lot of power. Just like I probably accidentally kill a few insects every time I go on a hike or drive in the car, Google accidentally kills businesses all the time just for making small adjustments to how they handle search. So I still see heavy reliance on Google, or any other super aggregator for that matter, as a liability to be avoided. But, thanks to Jim, I no longer see the skyscraper technique as a good representation of what SEO is. Instead, I now think of SEO as, first, noticing the hints that Google provides, hints about the questions my audience is asking, and then combining those hints with my own insight into my audience. So we've got Google's first-hand knowledge of search behavior, combined with my first-hand knowledge of actual people. I can think of those questions in three ways. I can think of them as ones that some audience members would like a quick transactional answer to. I can think of other audience members as it being intending to take self-directed action on the answer to the question. And for them, I would like that action to be as effective as possible. Yet other audience members are happy to work with a guide, 
perhaps by joining an email list or perhaps by paying for that guide's services. So after I've noticed these hints about the questions, there's the task of making my answers to my audience's questions accessible. The more I make them accessible to audience members in a simple, easy-to-discover easy way, the more likely Google is to route potential audience members from google.com to my answers to those questions. This idea of accessibility is the other big reframe that Jim has effected in my thinking, and I'm so grateful for it. You can read more of Jim's writing at contentaudience.com blog. Quick reminder, I'm running an eight-week workshop on specialization. It starts May 15th. That's just a bit less than two weeks from now. It's online. The price is $700 per seat. Attendance is capped at 20, although four seats are set aside for a reduced-price scholarship. My workshops teach you what you need to know, and then they push you to take action. And most of the learning, frankly, comes from the action that you take in those eight weeks and beyond. Check the show notes for a link to this workshop.